Today on God's Word Gives Hope, we are bringing up the dirt. So let's get started. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. Now, before we bring up the dirt, we have a giveaway that you're going to love. So hang out until the end, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it. We are excited to dive into our Horticulture series. So this is episode one of two. And you know, we both have a farming background in our lives, but I know that not everybody knows what horticulture is and maybe even the difference between horticulture and agriculture. And although this is not a science class today, I promise, just good to know is that agriculture is large-scale farming that also usually includes animals, but horticulture is the small-scale plant production and it usually includes gardening. So for our Horticulture two-part series, we are going to be discussing how to grow a heart for God. But before we dig too deep in the dirt, this is the final week for people to sign up for your free webinar, Janae, which is this Thursday, August 24th. I know, I'm still getting excited. This is real. It's happening. So the webinar is free. It is called Losing Loneliness, and you can get all of the information on my website, JanaeShatleyCamp.com. You can register there and learn a little bit more. But I just encourage you, if you have ever dealt with loneliness or you don't think that you have, that this webinar will have something beneficial for you. And I also would like to put it out there that if there's someone that comes to your mind that you would Mm -hmm. share and tell others about it, I would appreciate that very much. So, Amy... You wrote the blog this week. I know. That was so much fun. You know, I used to blog often, but have not had the opportunity over the last few years. So I really enjoyed getting to break down the parable of the sower this week and next week. So thank you for that opportunity. Well, I hope this isn't just a one time. We want you to do it more often. Um, And I enjoy sharing that. So, well, let's get started with our Heart to Culture series by reading the verses for this week. I will be reading from Matthew's account of the parable. Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 through 9, from the New Living Translation. Listen, a farmer went out to the plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Well, there are two themes here in this parable. There is the sower who is planting seeds, and there is the types of soil the seeds are planted in. Since we are talking dirt, that is the theme we are going to focus in on. And what does dirt have to do with our lives? 
well, dirt or really soil, if we're being specific, is where the life of anything that grows begins. So it's the place where this seed, so very tiny and yet so full of potential, has been planted. In many ways, when the Bible talks about our heart, it's talking about that inner person, that deepest part of ourselves, and it is the wellspring for much of who we are and what we say and what we do. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. And in Luke 6.45, it says, The good person out of the good treasure of the heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil, for it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So when Jesus talks about the heart of a person, he is talking about that innermost place that really defines who we are and what we think and believe. So Jesus is talking about the different potential conditions of the heart in this parable. The path is such a great visual for the type of soil, you know, being packed down like you described in the blog. It makes me think of a life how over time, how the pain and the suffering of the world can wear it down, but also that idea of rote routine over and over and over again, uh, that part of our lives can make us hard. In Zechariah, it tells us they made their hearts like flint so that they could not hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his Spirit. It's so sad, but we can be like that, so we got to be very careful. And there are other places in the Scripture where it conveys that this condition of the soil of our heart is in our control. So let's unpack that a little bit more. How can we allow our hearts? So think about that, listener. How can you allow your heart to become hardened like the path type of soil? You know, what comes to mind as I think about this is that person who maybe starts coming to church and is seeking and wanting to know more about who Jesus is, and then they get hurt by someone at the church. And it doesn't just harden their heart towards that one person, but it can actually harden their heart towards God, towards the people of God, and just even the whole idea of gathering community to study the word. That's right. But I think the flip side of that, um, kind of talking about that rote, where the person goes to church diligently every week but it becomes more of a routine and an obligation and their heart is slowly being packed down like that path. And they believe that their good works is what really matters. And in their becoming hardened more and more to the message of the word of God that they're setting under every week and maybe even in a small group, but they're just doing it to be doing it. They're not receiving what's happening. Checking those boxes. Right. So complacency is definitely a way that hardens one's heart. Um, And I I think between that or anytime there's continual hurt, significant trauma, there's so many different ways that have a potential to harden our heart. The thing is, a hardened heart has no room for the good news of Jesus. Literally, like it says in the parable, the gospel just bounces off of it, finding no place to land. Right. And then we haven't actually mentioned the obvious, like the agnostic or the atheist, or, and I just think all of us who deal with some levels of pride and how pride puts us in that dangerous position, and also intelligent people who are extremely intelligent, and they just don't have, like you said, they don't have that room or that space to consider a personal relationship with God. And I would say of any of those scenarios that we have discussed, that they can 
keep us from this idea that God loves us so much that he wants to have a personal relationship with us and that he loved us so much he gave us the gift of his son to close that gap between a perfect God and in, in our imperfection. And that that is where it really all begins, a personal relationship with God by us giving him our heart. And then when we offer him our heart, we open the door for the truth to begin to land in soil that can grow spiritually. But even so, the other soils in this parable of Jesus that he talked about helps us become aware that there will be struggles and there are potential struggles like having rocky soil. Yeah, so let's talk about this second soil, the rocky ground that has no depth of soil. So when it sprang up green, the sun rose and scorched it and it withered and died. Here's how Jesus explained that piece. He said, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. And, you know, I think the part of this verse that hits me the hardest are the words receives it with joy. Mm. Um, I think in my mind, I've created this idea that the people who do not accept the gospel or live from a place of victory in who Jesus is and what he's done for us are people who like hate God and people, right? But no, in this case, we are hearing about someone who receives the message with joy and they're blessed by it. But then the world and its incredible struggles and addictions and difficulties cause it to die away. And it's because there's no root in place. Right. Well, Amy, the statistic you mentioned in the blog about tree roots being up to four to seven times larger than the crown of the tree, that was fascinating. I know. I started researching it and I learned so much that I already knew roots were important, but I had no idea they, they went so far beyond even just the crown of the tree. Not only are they anchoring the tree to the ground, but they're also receiving those nutrients from the soil. And that's exactly what God's word is meant to be in our lives. It's these nutrients that nourish the roots of our lives as we cling to who Jesus is. So how do we grow roots that will sustain us even when the world around us looks a lot like rocky soil? Yeah, that's a great question. But, you know, I think it begins with our intentional time with God in his word. And then through prayer, that continual conversation that we're having with him. And then also by being in community with other Christ followers that will help us see the rocks in our soil, right? Because we have blind spots. And also that community can come around us and help us remove those rocks. Mm -hmm. We're not intended to do it all on our own. We can go for a while and think things are going well, but as we continue to work the dirt of our hearts and allow God to get in there and move around and till that soil and utilize these practices, guess what? We're going to unearth rocks we didn't even know existed, right? God wants us to be like the tree in Psalm chapter 1 where it talks about those who delight in God's word and are in it regularly, then we are like a tree planted by the water. We will bear fruit in season and our leaves will not wither. Doesn't that sound amazing? Like our, I want our listeners just close their eyes for a moment, unless you're driving, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but picture just the most beautiful tree along a river and how green and healthy it is. Don't we want that for our lives? 
Yes, and the whole part about not withering, right? Well, we need to give our hearts to God, and through the Word and prayer and community with other Christ followers, God will make sure our hearts are not like the path or the rocky soil. And also, just a reminder, I mean, that's what we're here for you for, right? God's Word Gives Hope podcast is a tool to help you stay in God's Word and connect its meaning to your everyday spaces of your life and grow that heart for God like you know you want. Well, I love that. You know, maybe we change our podcast name to The Good Dirt. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe Maybe not. not. (laughs) Let's just stick with our God's Word Gives Hope. Yes. Well, speaking of the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, Janae, I'm just so very thankful for the amazing support system that we have for our podcast. One of our supporters has given us a gift card for the Love Store by Live 2540 to use as a giveaway during this series. This store is located in Cartersville, Georgia, but they also have an online presence at their website. And here's their, you guys, you're going to love this website. It's thebestshirtonearth.com. They restore health and renew hope for Liberia's most vulnerable children through medical care, food, discipleship, and education. And we would love for you to win this Love Store gift card. And here's how you do it. For this week and for next week, because this is a two-part series, we are going to do a little something different. We are going to invite you to share this podcast with one person. The best way to do that is as you're listening, look at the device that you're listening on and use that share option and send it directly through text or through email to someone else. And then once you do that, either direct message us or leave a comment on either our Facebook or Instagram page telling us that you shared it. And thank you again so much for your support, for sharing God's word gives hope and for giving financially to help us continue to share the hope of God with others. Yes. Well, we're looking forward to part two next week. And in closing, I would like to pray over you the verses from Jeremiah that echo Psalm 1. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. The connecting doesn't have to stop here. We would love to have you join us at the God's Word Gives Hope blog to go deeper with the verse we discussed today. If you would like to learn more about life and leadership coaching with Janae, visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. Finally, we would love a chance to talk with you more. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. All of these links are posted in the About Us on our podcast.